Hello everybody, Matt here of the Nevermind Polly Podcast. I hope you're doing well wherever you're listening to the podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. I'll be honest, I've got to be quick because I am uh, in a rush this morning and I needed to do the intro real quick, so I'm going to keep it real quick. This conversation was recorded a couple of weeks back with the excellent Jen and the Degenerates. Jen and the Degenerates have a brand new record out called Anti-Fun Propaganda. It's out on the 23rd of February, and it's a fucking brilliant record. This is such a great conversation as well. I want to do a massive shout-out to Harris over at Marshall for sorting this one out, and me and Jen really, really hit it off in this conversation. It's chaotic as fuck. The word chaotic comes up around... I tell you what, every time the word chaotic comes up in this conversation, take a shot because you'd be drunk by the end of this podcast. It's absolutely wonderful. This is Jen and the Degenerates on the Nevermind Polly podcast. We will see you on the other side in a bit. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my absolute pleasure to bring you this episode. I'm sat down with Jen of the band, Jen and the Degenerates. How are we wow. doing? How's things? You did so well to say that, because that is a <laughs> mouthful, saying Jen of Jen and the Degenerates. You know what? I, I some that That is going to be the most professional, most sleek thing about this podcast, <laughs> Honestly, I done a, I done a podcast maybe uh, about 15 20 minutes before this one uh, with a lovely lady called Lauren Hibbard and it was great. But for some reason, when I see words written down, my eyes and my brain and then my mouth don't work in tandem. Like I'll see the word, I know what the word means and what it says and I'll say it in my brain and then say it out loud and it's like that's not what it was meant to <laughs> It's such a pain. Which, you know what, as a as a, as a semi somewhat professional podcaster, you should probably learn how to speak. But you know, I don't know. I'm still learning how to do music. So well, every day, every day is a school day, as they say. As they say. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk, obviously, about your brand new record and the band's brand new record. It's out on the 23rd of February. It's called Anti Fun Propaganda. My first mm-hmm. question, as we have this conversation on the 1st of of February, is how are you feeling ahead of the record's release? Um. Yeah. I mean, for us. We're just in full chaos mode because we have (laughs) a tour starting in under two weeks in America and also the record coming out in under a month. So right now we're just in full like panic mode, basically. Not about how we're, you know, worried about the the album being received. We're just trying to make sure that actually everything happens. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, um, you know what, I think if you're not, if you're in a creative industry, in a band, if you're doing a podcast, if you're doing any of these things and your life is not somewhat chaotic, either you're not doing enough like to do your thing or you are just in a state of chaos. And you know what? I thrive in chaos. I love it. So I totally am on your wavelength. I mean, my, yeah. other, my other half will be listening to this. She's sat over there and she'll be gone absolutely not he fucking hates it (laughs) but it does you know it is one of those things um i guess that's probably uh the first kind of kind of point to start is you're about to head on a massive tour with uh flogging molly across america how 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 did that all come about are you excited what what's the what's the mood like yeah we're really excited um basically i think some of our team over there just 
showed us to Flogging Molly's management and Flogging Molly and they really liked us and were like, oh, would you like to come and like showcase as our support? And, you know, that's brilliant for us because, you know, we've got this album to promote. So it's kind of like the perfect opportunity to get over there and, and yeah, showcase our ourselves for, for the American, the American potential degenerates and stuff out there absolutely and that's the by the way i just need to acknowledge your cat walking in because love that. oh yeah cat, cats cute. are a big part of this podcast i don't mine's currently in the background somewhere i can't do my hands uh, yeah that, i did spot that, is it a ragdoll a, he is a ragdoll he's a he's a, uh, he's a pain that's what he is um, what a handsome boy he is a handsome boy but he's a pain but um yeah so obviously america is such a such a vast big country and like there's lots of opportunity there and things like that and the Flog and Molly thing is, is brilliant because Flog and Molly, just an exceptional band. And you guys as, mm-hmm. as, as support as well, I think it's just it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, so yeah, that that's super, super cool. And I, I'm stoked for you because a, a, f- a lot of bands kind of, they don't struggle in America, but America is such a vast thing, right? And it's getting over yeah. there and playing it. It's, it's just like, it is just a thing that like you kind of dream and aspire to do and then to kind of get to do it i guess is kind of uh kind of exciting and you obviously haven't done it yet so yeah it's a it's a huge huge opportunity lucky we're so lucky we we went out for south by southwest also as a showcase amazing last year and that was that was an amazing experience yeah we're really we're really lucky to have had these opportunities absolutely and you know what it, it's not through uh nothing but hard work that that's what i will say because uh i've, <laughs> I've been sent the record uh as we uh, alluded to a minute ago lovely harris sent me the record a little while ago you know what that man doesn't get enough love he doesn't get his flowers enough he's a fucking i know he said in the email the other day i was like being appreciative and he was like yeah people don't usually like you know say positive things to pr people and i was like that's crazy wow like i can't believe how rude people are not to be saying thank no, you absolutely you know what like this this whole podcast exists on the basis of people letting me do things like this because yeah if i didn't have the middle person i would be no well i'd be somewhere but not not in the position where i'm at do yeah. you know what i mean and um he's, he's a big supporter of the podcast so send send one up to, to the old uh he also, there. What a lad. <laughs> he also puts up with me like I think it's really funny like he sends like professional emails to me yeah. and I just send him back the emoji of like the saluting emoji. Yeah. <laughs> and like I think that like that's one of my favorite bits in my life at the moment. Just and he, 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 puts, he puts up with it so that's great. Absolutely uh, that that is the thing I think if you can, uh, as we talked about, the, the chaos of, you know, a tour, going on tour in America, obviously putting out the record and things like that, if you can still have a degree of, of laughter about it and still be like, I'm still me, I'm still making jokes and things like that, that that's the perfect thing. Cause when, oh, you've got to have fun. When when you lose that sense of kind of uh, the fun and that the, the chaos does take over and then that that's a real recipe for disaster potentially. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah we've definitely got sillier and sillier as people and our music because that is so true like if we're not having fun there's really no point doing all of this absolutely so we have just made it more and more ridiculous as we've gone along 
you know what i i can i can attest to that um both you as a, as a band the album is fantastic it's it's a massive step up uh com- comparative to, to the previous uh eps and things it, it it's brilliant but also with the podcast it's like i'll get an email come through do you want to chat to so-and-so and i'm like do do i want to chat to this fucking massive band that <laughs> I, there is no way that i should have anywhere let me near anywhere near them like do you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like yeah yeah and at this point i'm in too deep i'm just i'm just rolling with it and it's all it's all good fun because that's the thing like you know if you don't have fun and you don't enjoy it then you should stop immediately and i i, yeah. I just i heart back to and the listeners of the podcast will be for fuck's sake he's going on from one again but i heart back to being a teenager right and reading krang metal hammer the likes and be yeah. like i want to do what they do and this is literally that like do you know yeah. what i mean and it is just like i'm just doing it a different route so i love it yeah but um to go to go back to to the debut ep which you have coming out um it is really really good and i'm really really excited for the world to hear these songs much much like you guys are as well um but the thing is with the debut album there is i think and correct me if you think feel differently because i've never put a record out into the world but a debut there is like not so much a sense of kind of this has to make or break right because a debut is kind of like your flashpoint so bang here we are this is what we're doing you know what i mean and then it's like the second one it's the third one it's like how do you follow up that what's kind of yeah. your sort of expectations of the kind of the album drop? what would you like the album to do for you as a band as a group of people um i think i don't know i guess it's a foot in the door isn't it the first album yeah, it's for sure. being like look we're a band and we're doing professional band stuff and hopefully that kind of goes it's like right okay they're really doing this now they're really doing the thing and hopefully it reaches some new people and our audience grows and that's what it's all about for us really is like growing the audience and having more people at our shows having fun with us um we're not super like obviously uh all of the you know press and and that kind of stuff is all great but at the end of the day it's the it's the live shows and mm. the people saying that the songs mean something to them is like the bit that's actually interesting and exciting and and like affirming yeah absolutely absolutely and, and the thing is as well again i, I keep sort of the only reason i like it back to the podcast because it's the only thing i know right but when you yeah. when, when you like you make these songs and you, and you get in the room with with the with the band friends and you make these record it's kind of like it's that adrenaline and excitement of like the mixing the mastering the the writing of it and then it's kind of like done and it's kind of like there's that lull period of being like cool and then we release it and it's like ah oh, shit we're back to it again how is that kind of that kind of almost calm before the storm been which you've kind of alluded to it not being a calm at all being being careless <laughs> before you head out on tour again have you had a, had a chance to reflect on it before it comes out or is that kind of a case after the fact once it's come out we're always all chaos all the time (laughs) like there's never there's never any calm there's never any calm it's constant storm um because we're always doing we're just like really multi-passionate people like if we're not if we're not working on something for the record then we're like right why is our live calendar not full, full up and if that's not happening we're like oh let's let's make youtube videos like we're just always always going we've like basically written like half of the second album already we're just always always doing stuff because we love hanging out and 
you know it's our excuse to to create and spend time together so there's just always stuff there's always stuff i think that's the best thing though isn't it because uh, i said this in the previous podcast that i, I don't remember if you force something in life it doesn't matter if it's a relationship if it's art if it's anything if you force it it might be shit it more than likely yeah. will be shit because if it's organic and it's natural and you know what this album it sounds like fun it sounds like a group of people <laughs> having a chaotic, fun time. And that that is yeah. what I love. Even, like, and I, again, you probably correct me or tell me if this is uh, intentional or not. The artwork is silly as fuck, but I love it. Yeah. It, it's so just like, if if you kind of, uh, again, I'm from that school of, of kind of teenagers. I'd go into HMV and I'd pick a CD up based on the artwork, right? And mm. that, that artwork uh, of the basically for those who haven't seen it go and google it but essentially it's it's you guys standing in front of a house and the house has got a fucking great big shark in the top of it yeah i mean like, like kind of eating the house which i'm like that intrigues me enough to be <laughs> like huh i'm gonna open spotify and check that out because you know yeah. I, I'd, lo- I'd love to say in the in the modern world people would go to, based on the strength of the album and go or the album artwork i'll buy this and try my luck but that's simply not the case anymore but Hopefully they'll mm. then pull up Spotify and go, oh, this is sick. I'm going to go pick the record up. You know what I mean? How, how integral is artwork to you as an artist and things? I mean, I think it's all part of the, the like, we're very much led by uh, fun and kind of exploration, which means that we do go to some darker places because, you know, it's just about what, intuitively comes up in the moment and sometimes you know life sucks and sometimes that is grief but it also can be really like fun and that's basically what the album artwork was um so we were playing truck festival which is in oxfordshire and i saw on google maps we were like in a travel lodge beforehand and i saw and we had like the day before we needed to actually be on the festival site and i saw (laughs) that there was this shark called the Headington shark in this place called Headington nearby which is this like awesome piece of you know weird sculpture art Mm. in the middle of a normal street in this in this place called Headington yeah and I was like well I've got to go and see it yeah of course like you know we've got all day might as well go and see it and so me and Sean the one of the guitarists and our sound technician goose just got in my little toyota yaris and went to headington and found the shark the others were being boring i think i think they were just staying <laughs> i think they were just eating kfc in the hotel room or something <laughs> but but you know you've got to have you've got to have the yin and the yang in the band Absolutely. um and so but we went we saw the shark and it was awesome and so i made i dragged everyone back for the album cover because I thought I thought it like captured something as well. Like I did some research, and the actual piece was kind of made in a response to like the the insanity of nuclear war mm. and like living with that threat and like how surreal that is, and you know that kind of experience. And I feel like we're kind of in another similar era now. Yeah. Um, with how unstable the world is and unstable the future is and it just resonated with me and it's also really silly and that's that's what I'm all about 
I think I think that is the perfect kind of um, the perfect thing, isn't it? Because those two things go hand in hand. You know, it's kind of like uh, some people would. I mean, my my partner would probably refer to me sometimes as a bit of a nihilist, right? And not in the sense of like I want the world to burn, but I'm I'm kind of okay with it. Like in the same way, that if I'm watching the news, I'm like I'm just going to turn it off. I don't need. I'm going to go about my life and just not need to know these atrocities things that happen i know they exist it's maybe a little bit ignorant of me but it's like these things happen i'm just going to go and go to starbucks get my coffee and it's going to be fine but mm. in the same time the world is inherently a bit silly and it's kind of like cool so what we've done as mankind is we've made this thing called a nuclear bomb <laughs> and you're like yeah. you're like who the fuck thought that was i mean if you watched oppenheimer you'll know who thought it was a good idea and it wasn't started that way brilliant film by the way um but yeah it is kind of just crazy how those two things go hand in hand of being like this is mental but also you've kind of got to laugh at kind of how mental it is that these things exist and we're all kind of on this knife edge and maybe it's just my brain sort of learning how to process it <laughs> i don't know mm. it's crazy it is it's a crazy crazy world out there it's, it's mad yeah i mean i definitely try and stay tuned in um but i think there's a balance to be struck with staying tuned in to what's going on and not getting desensitized by it yeah um and also realizing you know you can do as much as you can do yeah and you also need to look after yourself and you also need to find moments of joy as well it's a thing of like you know write to your mp stay politically active um you know, if you are able to, there's lots of ways to like get involved in making change. Um, and, you know, it's important to do that stuff, but it's also important to, you know, take time to go outside and spend time in nature and spend time with people you care about and like eat good food. And do you know what I mean? Like both things, both things can coexist in a life absolutely absolutely and you know what it, it, I, I sometimes find it difficult um to nurture both sides of that because like you say it, it, it's it's tiring to kind of be on the front line if you like of saying you know and it's just it's just even the most um simple things like me being a, a male presenting person it's like if i see other male presenting people doing things that are shitty towards other people it's like just calling that out but sometimes that can get exhausting, you know what I mean? And I don't think you should ever have an excuse for not doing that, but it is just a case of like, oh, it's, you know what I mean? It's just, you sometimes look at the world and you think, why is this shit? But then you look at like beautiful places of the world, like going to the beach is like one of my favorite things because it's like, this is lovely. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of nurturing both sides of, of, the, of that argument, you know? Yeah, I think something like that's super helpful is um, thinking about like allyship as something that is you know like thinking about it from that intersectional perspective and being like because it is especially exhausting if you're so for example as a you know as a white person mm -hmm. it's a lot less tiring for me to try and stand up for people about yeah. issues regarding to race than it would be for yeah. you know a person of color but then equally i know that i've got friends who are people of color but they're straight and they'd turn they'd show up for me mm -hmm. on queer issues and like realizing that you know we're no there's no 
there's no freedom and there's no justice until there's freedom and there's justice for all of us and we can like delegate our time in relation to like who we are and and show up for each other so that we can all kind of find that balance absolutely and i am i'm such a um i'm such a lover not a fighter i just wish the world would just get on and just be happy like because yeah man it, it can be exhausting it can be it can be exhausting for sure um one thing i do like to do with all my artists when i get the opportunity is to take things right back to the very start in terms of music where mm-hmm. does your kind of musical roots come from? Was it family? Was it friends? How did you kind of get into into the alternative music scene that you find yourself performing in? There was always music in my house. Um, my dad had a record player that was almost always on, uh, playing like old blues record or records or like Jimi Hendrix. Or if it was my mum choosing, it would be like Aretha Franklin or Eurythmics or something like that. Um, he also had this like old wind up radio. My parents were really hippie. Um, they had, he had this old wind up radio that he would like, I'd wake up every Sunday morning to the sound of it. Like, (laughs) as he was like winding up his winding up, wind up radio. So there was definitely just always music around when I was growing up. I love that. And you know what? I, 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 I feel for people who don't enjoy me like music is such a, a broad thing that everyone can get into music but those people who don't obsess about music like people like yourself people like i do people like my friends do my partner does it's not that i don't understand them in the same way you get like film critics right and people who are really into film and i'm like yeah i, I like films it's just such a strange thing that when you're so engrossed in something it's like what do you mean it's just okay music's just sort of there it's it's such a bizarre concept to me uh, and much mm. like yourself music's always been uh, a part of part of my f- uh, family and, and life and things i wanted to, to touch on um the record specifically because being a bit of a nerd i sort of deep dived in on the record and things and what was it like working with ross orton who um produced a, a record and things because He's famously worked on Arctic Monkeys, Gang of Four, and previous podcast guests, and also label mates of yours, Dream Nails. So how, how yeah. was it? How was it like working with him, and what did he bring to the table? We love Ross. We got on so well with Ross. Um, he's very like, um, very like direct and like honest. I think uh, that really works for us because we're we're like we just go everywhere all over the place with 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 our sound because we just <laughs> I don't know there's just not really any there's not really anything that we won't try and that sometimes needs some reining in and also Ross obviously has his own kind of stuff that he can bring to it as well but he's really great at being like no that's shit let's not do that and yeah. we really need that because if we're left to our own devices like it will just get completely chaotic like if you listen to our discography before this album it's so all over the place because we're like oh it'd be really fun to write like a blues song today oh it'd be really fun to write like a metal song today oh it'd be really fun to do that and it's like (laughs) like (laughs) that's just a lot that's a lot for one album (laughs) But you know, you know what though? I I think there is. I think, uh, and credit to you guys and to obviously Ross, there is definitely a cohesion on this record because it does jump around a lot. There is a lot of kind of uh, styles and, and shifts, but all kind of under the framework that it sits in. If that if that makes sense, and yeah. I think I think that is perfect because music in its 
best sense has no boundaries because mm. you know i think some of the most influential and important artists don't set themselves boundaries they just go this is what it is and i'm so excited when i heard this record because i'm so excited to see what's to come after this one because <laughs> i feel like the and again this is kind of uh, me putting a blueprint on bands that i listen to and i love it's like the first album is like bang this is this statement we are here we're here to fuck you up or we're here to make you cry we're here to make you dance whatever Ooh. your intention is as a band and then the second one is like cool we've got that core kind of sound now how far can we stretch that in all directions and then once we get there it's like cool we're in this pocket of our sound let's explore that and you kind of you then become this so many kind of multifaceted thing a a multifaceted band in that respect it's it's wicked cool and if you pull from a really big source of inspiration and source of kind of um where you want your music to come from and the sound to come from that's only going to help in the long run because if you have a really small pool like you're gonna the world's gonna run drier a lot quicker as opposed to a massive river if that makes sense yeah no that definitely makes sense i think that's really true but yeah our well is our well is plentiful yeah good 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 our well is our well is flooding the village (laughs) and and drowning goats occasionally it needs raining in sometimes i I wanted to ask with, with that in mind kind of where does your kind of uh, musical kind of uh, influences come from i guess on this record and obviously does it kind of because i imagine with a with a group of, a group of people in a band if you're a solo artist if you're a one-man operation or one-person operation it, it could be easy to be like this is what i'm doing and i have no one to fight against because this is what i'm doing when there's a lot of you or there's a few of you you have to then kind of it's a bit more of a democracy and it's a bit like, was there any kind of like battling and fighting? Like, you know, maybe with the guitarist saying, no, I really want this riff. And you're like, eh, I like it, but it's not going to fit this song. Was there any kind of that? Or how did you kind of um, solve any kind of those quabbles, if you had any? We don't really quabble. We just give everything a go. You know what? I love the and, word quabble, by the way. That's just a, yeah, yeah, that's a great word. We don't, really, <laughs> we don't really quabble. We just We just give everything a go. And then we kind of see what sounds best. Mm, like absolutely. there's not a lot of ego in the band um because the boys will grow up together so for sure and then i'm just you know a sparkling diplomat so, sparkling diplomat. <laughs> so i love like, that but if, if that isn't and i don't know if you have got uh, x formerly twitter whatever it is that should be your your twitter handle like sparkling <laughs> diplomat. i love that that's class <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so I've got a question that I asked every single artist I I interviewed in 2023 when given the opportunity. Um, and we did a few. We did 103 episodes in 2023, and that's including the festival appearances and whatnot. But that question is when uh, Spotify or Amazon or insert big corporate brand buys this podcast off me right when this is when i'm you know a big multi-billionaire and whatever this podcast massive i'm gonna uh take that money and rather than reinvest it back in the podcast like a normal human business person would do i'm Mm -hmm. gonna splurge it all on a big massive festival right and jen and the degenerates are invited along with all the other people who've been on this podcast it's going to be about a week long it's going to be lovely and eclectic loads of loads of bands and whatnot but because we've got loads of lovely corporate sponsor money and Mm -hmm. we are going to have it in the biggest possible field we can get our hands on you could have whatever you like for the rider now the only the only rule 
is there's no financial limit. There's no like um, structural or any kind of like limitations you could have. But you have to pick something as a representation of your band in the sense of that's the one thing you're adding to the communal rider. Now, to give you a kind of a sense of, of what other people have said, we've had people say, um, Josh from Cattle Decapitation said to me, I just want a laundry service, which I feel like he's That's a really great show. He's he's gonna be like number one dog on, on festival because you know everyone loves clean laundry. Uh, we've had people say like very specific brands of like red wine they only like uh only make like every six months in the south of france these kind of things we've had like roller coasters we've had um matt from august burns red i haven't given him a shout in a long time said to me i want a full monster truck like an all-american style set up at the festival so you can do monster truck rallies um what would you like to add to the festival rider in fact we actually had someone recently who said i just want taylor swift and I sort of had to question it a bit. I was like, in what capacity? He's like, just sort of hanging out and just do, just sort of being there. And I was like, fair <laughs> enough. That's actually the first response I've had of an actual human being just being there, just sort of milling about, which is quite cool. What would you like to add? Um, Cats, I think. Oh, you know what? We've had puppies, but we've not had cats. I'm yeah, all for think, this. Oh, well, if there's already puppies there. And maybe the cats wouldn't have a good time. Oh no, no, because this is this is the thing. We're gonna have it in the biggest field, so it doesn't matter. Like because again, a music festival is not ideal for animals, but we're gonna mm. have like a separate area where you can go like and, a like, cat be, cafe. A cat cafe, nice. There could nice. be a cat cafe or or bubble ones for everyone. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I was gonna say what in terms of in terms of the cats. How many cats are we talking? Are we talking like because. This is a question I thought to myself the other day. What is an acceptable amount of cats to have in your home without being considered a crazy cat person? I mean, I think two is a good number. I, I th- would love to have I would love to have three. I've only got two at the moment because of, you know, space and, and mm. money. But yeah. I feel like three would be the optimum amount of cats. I think if you go more than three, you're like you're pushing the boundary of, of what is kind of not socially i mean have all the fucking cats you want do what you want but <laughs> you, in terms of other people's perceptions of being like ah they're the, they're the cat person like <laughs> i would love to be the cat person though i do think because like billy bobby brown has like loads of cats and like loads of animals and i'm like they i'm sure i mean she's very rich i'm sure that yeah. they're, they're they're fine i'm sure they're having a good time but like i would feel bad that i wasn't like spending enough time with each of them yeah, that's true. I mean, to be fair, the the cat who is still behind me, he's asleep. Um, he is the king of this palace. He he he. <laughs> we we are mere his servants. And if we, he um, so my partner Rebecca, she moved from South Yorkshire to be here with this mug. Don't know why. Um, but in any case, she brought him. And when she lived back at home, she had another cat, and he would just terrorize her. This other cat, this poor yeah. other cat, poor Molly, but. Yeah, so I think three is like an acceptable level of cats, but yeah, I cat, think three is good. A cat cafe, okay, cool. So does that yeah. mean you're a coffee kind of person? Are you are you into your coffees no, and things? I don't drink caffeine. Okay, for sure. Because all of the rest of the band do. All the rest of the band have black coffee. Like basically, wherever we go, they have black coffee, which makes our it makes our like order really easy. It's just yeah. four black coffees and water. Um, I drink decaf green tea, but that would be available at my cat cafe. Nice. 
you know so what? You know what? So I, in my day job, when I'm not uh, chatting to people like yourselves and, and and various things, I I work at a pub, right? And it's mm-hmm. a very just a lovely little British country pub, right? But the amount of people who come in and go, oh, have you got? And I'm being deliberately, you know, like, can I have like a chai latte, soya goat milk, like extra espresso, decaf? And I'm like, sorry, did you read? We're not a start like. <laughs> <laughs> it is my i'm like i can do uh cappuccino americano latte <laughs> like do you know what I mean? it's it's such a it's such a thing but i did actually get called out by a friend of mine because he said should we go for a coffee date and i said yeah yeah let's go for a coffee date and i said yeah let's go for a then and i ordered a latte and he was like you're not a coffee person i was like what is it like, you're you're a giant man child who just wants like hot milk and a little bit of coffee and i was like I feel very personally attacked by that. <laughs> but hey, if you like what you like, that's that's what I that's what I say. Um so yeah, I, I've got um one final question which I'm gonna save for you in just a second. But I do wanna ask, is there anything that we need to talk about? Any upcoming tours that are unannounced as yet? I know it's a, a million dollar question because uh, you don't want to get yourselves in, in any hot water and whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, what what is ahead for the rest of 2024? Obviously, the uh, tour with Flog and Molly. Yeah, I mean, Molly. That's, I mean, I think I'm, I'm sure there's stuff in the works. I'm sure for we'll sure. do a headline at some point and hopefully some more support dates of some kind. But honestly, we're just trying to survive we're just trying to survive this month at this point <laughs> for sure i mean you're, you're gonna smash we're it. just like trying to get through this this tour and get through the album release and then we'll think about some other things <laughs> absolutely what do you do you kind of um what is one thing so this i usually say if you're going on tour but you are actually going on tour in like a week <laughs> right so what is the one thing or a couple of things that you're double double checking that you've got because it could be something sentimental, it could be something practical, but something that if you get on, get in that van, get on that plane, and go, "Fuck, I've forgotten to take." What's the one thing you're double double checking? Um, I mean, passport ofs. Mm-hmm. Need that. Um, all of my various supplements and vitamins and things okay, like that. Sure, nice. Because I am just always always unwell mm-hmm. <laughs> so i just need to be so stocked up with like everything to to, to survive the tour i ha- i i take like honestly i like rattle when i walk i take so <laughs> many supplements and vitamins <laughs> i i reckon when you get i mean i'm not i'm gonna touch the wood now i'm not preempting this but when you get to the airport you they must just see you from a mile off and go we're def- definitely check like if you're yeah. if you're right i try you and go check it because it is i try and check them because they are sus like they're like bottles and bottles of like tablets yeah but and also like some of the stuff i take is like you mix it into water so it's just like bags of white powder so <laughs> So I definitely I try and check it whenever I can just to speed up the process of security. You know what? I've I've just got an image in my head of you guys. You know, you you go into uh, the airport and the rest of the band like, where's where's Jenna? And there's just you just like <laughs> getting patted down and whatnot. It's been, uh, what actually that I can explain this. This is for this. This is for this. You just yeah, have to like yeah. run, run through it all. Oh for fuck's sake! I'm glad we arrived three hours early for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do almost always get stopped for something. <laughs> I love <laughs> one it. time. One time, our guitarist got stopped because he had a a bullet from World War Two. 
I mean that that's in the bottom of his backpack in an in a um airport in Germany as well. It was in Frankfurt. He'd forgotten it was in there. Where where did like, he where did he get a bullet from World War Two? I mean that's a story. In it itself. was like a, just a random piece of like memorabilia or something that for sure one of our friends had been like, oh, do you want this? Yeah, and he'd been like, yeah, and just put it in his backpack. <laughs> He's not like particularly interested in World War Two or anything. I think yeah, it's just it's just, like, it's just a thing that happened. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, sure, I have it. And 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 yeah, and it had gone through a couple of other airports already, and no one had picked it up. So, but of course, at Frankfurt Airport, they found it. Yeah. And then the border control police came over with their big machine guns, and he got very scared. But it was all fine. I think they thought it was funny in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When you are when you are going uh, on tour and going to city to city and things like that, obviously um, you need a van or a bus or however you how you uh, transport yourselves and things. What's what's going on in terms of the van? What are you listening to? Because I imagine, I mean, this is my my personal more of an insight about me than anything. I feel like I would struggle because I do struggle when I'm just going from here to my local city or whatever. I struggle to find a playlist. Are you a playlist mm. kind of person or a kind of band playlist or are you kind of I'll put on a specific album by a band or listen to a band's photography. How does that kind of uh, play out in terms of driving it and things like that? We mix it up. We do like sometimes everyone pick an album or sometimes we're all add to a playlist or sometimes everyone will do their own thing. Or there's this game we play where we like, so we'll say like, what song do you want to play as your like ring walk music uh, okay nice and then yeah, everyone yeah. adds that to the playlist and nice. then we hear hear them all through and like vote on which is the best one and then it'll, and then we'll think of like another prompt and what, that helps to pass the time what what's your ringside walk i have to ask that now that's uh... oh it's 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 little sims um, I venom know. i don't know um maybe i know it maybe i know it. I'm, I'm gonna definitely google it after this yeah sure. it's great it's really for good for sure for sure um, I've got one final question for you, Jen, and I'm so, so grateful for your time today. Um, it's a question I've asked pretty much every single artist who's been on this show over the last four years. And it's a very simple question, but it's personal to you uh, as an artist. And that is, what is the best thing about being in a band for you? Um, friendship and yeah. always having people to share life experiences with. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I think as that's that's so important because I did some um I I did some travelling. I went on a couple of holidays on my own, right? <laughs> um and it's really, really nice to go and do those things and be by yourself. But you know what? It's so nice to look at someone and go, Oh my god, there's a cool thing. There's a fucking shark in the middle yeah. of like Teddington. Like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you've got no one to do that with, you're like I bet just post this on Instagram. That'll be fine. Like, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. It, it is um, it is a really, really cool thing. Um, yeah. So the new album, Anti Fun Propaganda, by Jen and the Degenerates. God, I'm getting good at saying that. I've You're been so good. I've, I've been practicing. <laughs> I promise. Is <laughs> that on the 23rd of February? Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the people listening and watching at home? Um, just listen to the album, please. Yeah. That's it, really. Nice, nice. <laughs> come come find us online we have a lot of fun on all the social media platforms and do a lot of silly stuff and yeah i hope you enjoy the album and also have a good day live your best lives live, live your best lives absolutely lovely stuff um enjoy america you'll smash it i'm sure um, thank you tell tell, Flog, tell flogging molly to call me back and get them on the podcast because I, I love them I will. they're great 
Um, yeah, this has been super fun, and I hope to catch you guys on the road very, very soon. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely job. Speak soon, everybody. Peace Thanks. and love. Bye.